Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning, London time, on Tuesday, the 11th of May. Today, there are quite a few inflation numbers lurking around, none of them terribly important in the real world, but something that can stoke the fires of media sensationalism. China has released consumer and producer price data for April, and both are represented in year-on-year terms, and of course both rose in year-on-year terms. Considering what was happening this time last year in China, that is hardly a surprise. The price of oil a year ago influenced the producer price inflation numbers now, pushing the rate higher. However, consumer price inflation generally was held in check by food prices. Pork prices are falling over 21% in year-on-year terms. Overall, China's consumer prices were lower in April than they were in March. None of this matters very much outside of China. Chinese consumer prices are an entirely local affair, and Chinese producer prices have little to no impact on prices in other countries, other than the fact that all countries are simultaneously experiencing the effects of low oil prices last year in their headline producer price data today. We have more price data from the Netherlands in the form of consumer price inflation and Germany in the form of wholesale prices. Neither sets of data were especially surprising. It's worth noting that in developed markets, most prices are not rising by very much. Only a small number of prices, generally those directly related to energy, are experiencing any significant shifts. On average, around 80% of prices are behaving perfectly normally. Unless the share of goods with significant price rises broadens out, no credible economist or central banker is going to care about inflation pressures because there are no inflation pressures. The resilience of the consumer is on display in Japan and the United Kingdom today. Japanese household spending for March was up year over year, of course, because of what was happening last year. However, it was up a lot more than expected as households pulled the stash of savings out from underneath their mattresses and started to spend. This is exactly the behaviour that we are seeing elsewhere. The spending seems to pass the Instagram test. Accommodation and travel both got a boost. Meanwhile, in the United Kingdom, the combination of the British Retail Consortium's retail sales data and the Barclay Card credit card data shows that in April, consumer spending exceeded pre-pandemic levels. And this is before the more significant easing of lockdown conditions that will be coming next week. US Federal Reserve President Williams is due to speak. As one of the leading economists at the Federal Reserve, these remarks are worth paying attention to as a credible guide to future policy. We also have the National Federation of Independent Businesses opinion poll survey of small business sentiment. Economists are desperate for information on what small businesses are doing. Small businesses dominate private sector employment, and they've grown in number during the pandemic as well. However, in the past, the NFIB survey has been thought to show considerable political bias in its results, with respondents giving answers that may have reflected their political views on policy in Washington rather than the reality of their business situation. Given the political polarisation that currently exists in the United States, in particular over issues like fiscal policy and unemployment benefit, the survey evidence needs to be treated with more than normal scepticism. 
That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.